1: That's right, ladies and gentlemen. We are signed, sealed, and delivered. Welcome to episode four, volume, or episode seven, volume four of the Fantasy Formula, the number twelve bot podcast in North America, voted on by skinheads politicians and cigar-, cigar aficionados. I'm glad to be with you on this Tuesday afternoon. Four o'clock sharp in the mesh studios in Hickory, North Carolina at this time let, let me uh, introduce our starting lineup for the fantasy formula on the wheels of Steel the ones and twos it's Jay Dynomite Johnson in the back room with his Mickey Mouse ears on and his panther jersey flying high. he's Chris magic hands fry and guys, believe it or not, at the, well, speak of the devil. We, we're on air live as we speak. And uh, I was going to bring this up to you, um, fine uh, fantasy fanatic listeners. Our man, Addison Fox, our man Addison Fox right here, um, supposed to be here 3.30 to tape, 3.45 show shows, he's still a no-show. So who knows? This dude might still be at the beach. Uh, He might be creating some new T-shirt designs. I don't know what's going on, but... The superhero himself comes to save the day. John Mark Russell, he's been on the show twice already this year. Walks. Again, baby, let's go. Back again, walks right through the door with a Superman cape on, (laughs) ready to save the day. John Mark, thank you so much for popping in here at such late notice. How you been? Very well, sir. How you doing? I'm doing very good. good It's good to be in
2: sales, man. You can just get out and do whatever, can't you?
1: Pretty awesome. I was a little sweaty here. I've never had to do this (laughs) thing by myself. And Double J looked at me a second ago, and he didn't know if I was going to get through this thing. But uh, we're, you're here. We're
0: Let's ready, do it, We're man. ready
1: to roll. So, John Mark. All right. First week, fantasy football. Tell us how your teams did. Hopefully it was a great, great start off to the season after your Super Bowl championship last year.
2: Uh, things went well starting off uh, playing Ad-Rock, which was uh, a great start. I mean, it's like a definitely 1-0 and start Easy, no matter man. what you do. You know, he was all talking about – don't want to get bitten by the running back bug he still got bit no matter how many he drafted it's exactly like he had five six but a couple of them are on the bench and he had just a bunch of the other players so yes, yes. that's how that rolled down but uh you know we had a good good little show up we had a i guess his eddie lacy did not show up which yeah. i had in an, another league so i was mm-hmm. kind of cheering for him but hating on him right. eddie lacy kind of the pot a little bit what do you think
1: <laughs> concussion we had a concussion and so actually we're that's something we'll talk about here later a little bit later in the show too they're thinking about he might even be held out for next week as well so eddie lacy fans i was one of them loved him this year already starting off kind of tough a tough start for eddie lacy but you know let's check your injury reports maybe he'll play oh, maybe yeah. not so james starks james, james starks, starks is a and greenback he looked you pretty got, good got
2: uh, alshon jeffries of mine also had a little fumble there. Well, not fumble but uh uh, I guess a concussion he got as well. I think he hurt his knee. No, or it was something. his hamstring. That's yeah, what hamstring. it was. Hamstring. That's exactly hamstring, right. Hamstring. He got hurt. So they think he's probable. But uh, there's those two stung right there. Yep. Uh Leshawn McCoy was not happy about Sproles get his, getting as many touches as he did. Mm-hmm. Looks like he's not going to get as many touches this
1: year. What do you think? Sproles looks like he's going to be an integral part of this offense. We, were, we No one was really sure how Chip Kelly would involve him at the beginning of the year, but it seems quite obvious. He got – I think he even got ten carries. I was thinking the most he'd have at any game would be four or five tops. Right. They gave him ten oh, plus yeah. rece- receptions out of the backfield, so – Lashawn McCoy fans or owners maybe be a little bit pessimistic. Don't give up on Lashawn McCoy. No, Obviously, he's no. still he's a starter all yeah, day, top three running backs in the whole damn world. But anyway, just it worries you a little. But bit. But
2: if you look at the top three running back picks, you have got Adrian Peterson, you've got Jamal, Jamal Charles, Charles, and you've got uh, Lashawn McCoy. Not one of them really went off this week. Absolutely. So you know maybe it's just letting them get into it early, but we'll see. Exactly. Um, but anyway. all in all, I went one and zero oh and one and zero and one the other. So. Uh, okay,
1: can't complain about
2: that rivers and uh, my boy um Keenan Allen did not show up last night. Yeah, very
1: disappointing in Keenan Allen. I thought Rivers might struggle a little bit with the uh, Arizona defense their top five. Oh, yeah. But I thought Keenan would get his for sure. He really didn't do much of anything. And he's got Seattle next week. So, is he a Tough guy you sit on the bench if you got a good backup wide receiver? Tough start. We'll have to think about that one, Fantasy Fanatics. Well, John, Mark, congratulations on your win. Let me tell you how uh, the hitman did over here. Started out a little slow, but everything started getting cranked into gear. I went two and one. Uh, won my Raleigh League, won one of my Hickory Leagues in dominating form, but got <laughs> destroyed in the other Hickory League. I walked into a buzzsaw. Do you see how many points that oh, fella yeah. put up? They killed you. Tom Stahlschmidt, I think he put up, I, everybody who scored 30 fantasy wise this year, he, it was they were on his team. Right. So he had a great, great start to the year. Congratulations, Tom. And tough year for me, or to, in that league, a tough way to start, but I'll be back. My team looks like, if I can score 100, 120, I think I'll be all right in this sure. league. So we'll, we'll see how it goes. So anyway, 2 and 1. For me, one and zero for John Mark Addison, zero and one, and no show once again. He decides not to show for the show. That's two weeks in a row. He decides not to show for the show. That's two weeks in a row. I can say, give me something. That's ad rock. rock no show. <laughs> okay, whatever. All right, let's go. So John Mark, moving right along, we're going to hit our first segment of the week. We're going to call this "pass em or "pick em. This means. There are a few free agent waiver wire dudes out there that had good first weeks that are definitely on the waiver wire. It's not on a roster. I'm going to give you a few names. You tell me what you would do. Would you pick this guy up this week? Do you think he will continue to flourish, or it was it kind of a one-hit wonder, sure. if you will? All right, let's start in Baltimore. You, Everyone's heard all the allegations, not allegations, the, the, the facts about Ray Rice. Ray Rice cut from the Baltimore Ravens, suspended by the NFL. You got a mean left hook. That was really even hard to. Did you watch it? It was hard to watch. I, I man, watched it. That uh, video. The thing was that they knew he did it. Yeah.
2: So it's not just watching it was a lot different, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. But the fact that, I mean, he told him he did it and they gave him a two game suspension. Now all of a sudden saying, oh, you're gone because they saw it. It's
1: kind of like, I don't know. A little bit of cover up, kind of, to me. If they. I don't know. I think they were trying to protect the NFL's name and maybe even protect Ray Rice a little bit if the video didn't come out once the video was released and they realized the uproar that it caused. Right. I mean, it was instantaneous <laughs> before gone. He got gone. I mean, it was quick. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, bye, Ray Rice. But um, speaking of the Baltimore running back field, Bernard Pierce was supposed to replace Ray Rice for those two games anyway. I think he fumbles early, just negative yards fantasy-wise, replaced by Justin Forsett. Justin Forsett, a nice game, nothing spectacular, but did score a touchdown. Is Justin Forsett a pass him or pick him? I think Justin Forsett's definitely
2: a pick him. Uh, Personally, I and my other league, in Chapel Hill League, I had Ray Rice on the bench. He was my guy that was going to be coming in and be my number two, a strong number two. Mm -hmm. So uh, I've been – contemplating that all day because Bernard Pierce and Justin Forsett are on the bench. Do you take Forsett or Bernard Pierce? Personally, I took Forsett for the uh, foreseeable future. Mm -hmm. Bernard Pierce might be a better long-term decision. But uh, for right now, if you need a running back next week, Forsett's going to be a great pickup.
1: Yep, Forsett's numbers last week, 11 carries, 70 yards, and a touchdown. So not bad stats there. Justin Forsett is kind of a little fella. I don't know if he would be your everyday guy. Back, you know, could last a whole season. Bernard sure. Pierce a little bit bigger and stronger. But Forsett seemed to get the job done when he was in there. My advice, too, I think I'd pick up this guy as well. If you're in some running back need, right. he would be a good uh, person to fill the need. How about this guy? Jacksonville. So, 1 o'clock game starts. Jacksonville gets up 17-zip on Philly, which was crazy. You know, right. Philadelphia, 10-and-a-half point favorite. Jacksonville's up 17-0. On the ticker at the bottom of the screen, you see this name, Allen Hearns. Alan Hearns, Jacksonville Jaguar, two touchdowns in the first quarter. He ends up with, let me give you his stats real quick, Alan Hearns, Jacksonville Jaguars, well, two touchdowns, we know, that's enough Enough said. Do you pick up Alan Hearns, here he goes, 110 yards, four receptions, two touchdowns. Do you pick up Alan Hearns this year if you need a receiver for week two and in the future, John Mark?
2: Personally, my team is stacked on receivers, so no for me. But uh, I would probably wait. Uh, I don't think he's getting picked up right away except for the fancy players that are very desperate. Um I think he was the number three receiver. Don't they have two receivers that are out right now?
1: Well, Cecil Shorts was out, and Marquise Lee really didn't do much. There's another fellow that's a rookie in Jacksonville, Alan Robinson, who hasn't got much run either because he's been injured. So, Hearns fit that spot. One interesting thing to say about Hearns, once Philadelphia kind of figured out what was going on in the second half, you know how many balls he caught? Zero. zero. He yeah. got zip catches in the second half, so that's why I would be very hesitant to Eagles pick up Mister Hearns. Cut off guard, I think they did. They did. They yeah. walked. They turned the ball over twice in their own territory. Right. So when you turn the ball over in the NFL, it's going to hurt you. But Alan Hearn's, in my opinion, to kind of stay away. Just watch him. I mean, if you're that desperate and want to burn your waiver wire pick for Mister Hearn's, and you have zero wide receivers, go ahead and do it. But. You know, it's a little early in the game to start panicking and burning your waiver on a guy who this might be his best game of his entire career. You feel me?
2: I feel you. I think that's a great pass on him right now. Yeah,
1: perfect. So we're going to pass on Mr. Hearns. Next up, two guys in Cleveland. One guy, he probably was drafted, but if not, he's got to be number one on the waiver wire board this week. It's Terrence West in Cleveland. I've got him in two of my leagues um, I know he got drafted in another one of my leagues as a backup to Ben Tate. But if he's there, guys, Ben Tate out with the injury might be one to two weeks before he gets back. Terrence West rushed for 100 yards last week, 100 yards as a rookie. Um, expect pretty big things. So, for me, it's a pick him John Mark, what do you think about Terrence West? That's a no-brainer. Pick him up. 16 carries, 100 yards. He ran hard, too. The Steelers' defense, he looked a little lackluster. Next week, I think Cleveland's going to – if they face someone a little bit – we'll look it up here in a second, a little bit a tougher D-line. But anyway, Terrence West, number one waiver wire, pick him.
2: Ben Tate is also uh, really good at being the backup running
1: back. So, yeah, he's, he's used, used to that. He's used to that role. He's used to that. So, he's not going to be
2: too mad when Terrence West comes and scoops up that number one spot.
1: True. Very, Very, very good point. The other pickup pass or pick him in Cleveland is Andrew Hawkins. He was drafted in about 25% of leagues before the season. So, in about 75% of leagues, that means he's still there. Dude, he was targeted 12 times, caught eight balls for about 88 yards. It's all Cleveland really has in the uh, passing, passing game with Josh Gordon being out. But maybe coming back soon. You've heard soon. This. Just picked him up in one of my leagues. That <laughs> Did was you on really? The waiver wire. Oh gosh, so I'm actually, thrilled. Terrence West would be the number two pickup. It would be Josh Gordon. They're saying he might be week back after week two. Oh yeah, if he's if he's on your
2: waiver wire, scoop him up. I just dropped Mike Evans for him. Sure. Might have
1: been a bad move. No, but a Josh Gordon over that, give him to me. No brainer, no brainer. The other dude in Cleveland, as we mentioned, Andre Hawkins. I'm going to give you his stat line: eight reception, targeted twelve times, eighty seven yards. Jordan Cameron, also a tight end for Cleveland. He was injured in the game. So, man, they're down to throwing it to me and you, basically, John Markle, the popcorn guy. (laughs) It's unbelievable. They just don't have that many weapons, and he seems to be their best weapon. Pass him or pick him for Andre Hawkins this week?
2: I'd say pass him on one more week, wait, if Josh Gordon comes back. Because
1: if he does, Hawkins is not going to get the looks. There you go. We're going to give you one more, too, in maybe deeper leagues. The Buffalo Bills with E.J. Manuel as the quarterback, found a new target that he liked. He's been on the team for a couple of years but finally got some looks. It wasn't uh, Sammy Watkins. It was Robert Woods, four receptions, seven targets, 78 yards, made a couple big plays for the Bills offense. John Mark, pass him or pick him? Robert Woods.
2: Uh, pass on him as well. Yep. It's too early in the season, I think, to pick up anybody. I mean, keep your, leave your team alone. Let these guys perform unless you really didn't have a great draft. Yeah, Addison.
1: (laughs) Addison, that's you. Uh, so, anyway, that wraps up our pass pick Number one on the waiver wire this week, it's got to be Josh Gordon. If guys had drafted him and then cut him, he's out there. Go get him. I know he's already been picked up in all of my leagues. The other number two on the league, on our chart, will be Terrence West out of Cleveland, the running back, replacing Ben Tate. If Ben Tate is out for more than one or two weeks, this guy could be the, the running back that gets you to the playoffs and into the Super Bowl. So, keep your eye on Terrence West. John. Good job, pass him or pick them.
2: And One more is uh, James Starks. Oh, boom,
1: mentioned it early in the show. Tell us a little about James Starks.
2: Well, James Starks being with Eddie Lacy out. That guy's gonna be a lot of carries and looks like he's running hard this year. So, but he might not stay around because
1: he gets injured as well. Yeah, he always seems to get hurt pretty frequently. But claim him up for uh, if you need a running back for this week. Absolutely. Um, next segment, buddy, we're going to hit the Fantasy 45, the fastest 45 seconds in fantasy football brought to you by Chad East and John Mark today. John Mark, this is how we do it, just like last week. I'm going to start with the game, kind of give you some stats of what happened for both teams this week and the odds – and you kind of tell me what you like fantasy-wise. If okay.
2: people listened to us last week, they lost a ton of
1: money. <laughs> I think we might have hit. I hit the Falcons. That was, that was one of my underdogs. And I hit the Titans. I think I missed everything. We one. promise to do a little better, people. Yeah, we can't do much worse. All right, guys and gals. So last week, or actually this this week, The Thursday night game is going to be a lot of fun. We've got the Pittsburgh Steelers traveling traveling to Baltimore Ravens. Again, the Ravens reeling after this Ray Rice information. Will they step up and rally, you know, or will they just kind of fall back? we'll see what happens. But, anyway, last week for the uh, Ravens, Flacco, 35 for 62. Think about this. He threw 62 times. Baltimore does not win when he throws 62 times, you know. He had – decent fantasy numbers, 345 yards and a touchdown, but it took him 62 times to get those 345 yards. Justin Forsett, as we already mentioned, 11 carries for 70 yards and a touchdown. Steve Smith Sr., the old Carolina Panther, 7 for 118 and a touchdown. They will be playing host to the Steelers. Steelers squeak by with a win against Cleveland. Roethlisberger, great fantasy numbers. 365 yards and a touchdown. Le'Veon Bell, solid. 21 for a buck 09 and a touchdown. And Antonio Brown, drafted as a wide receiver, one proved that he was worth it. Five receptions, 116 yards, and a touchdown. John Mark, line right now. Baltimore minus two and a half, over under 44 and a half. Give me some fantasy sleepers or studs in this game.
2: I'd uh, still with the Brown uh, Antonio Brown's gonna have another big game. Steve Smith, I see another another touchdown coming along. Do you really? But Torrey Smith's probably gonna have
1: his game this game. I Torrey think. Smith kind of surprised me. He wasn't really involved much. I, I don't I don't have his line right in front of me, but wasn't targeted that many. Well, he had to be targeted some if, he, if Flacco threw sixty two times. But I don't I don't remember him coming up with any real big play. Do you recall?
2: No, I didn't really get to watch too much of that game, anyways. But. Uh, no,
1: I don't. I didn't see his numbers too well. So, the St- one thing I'd point out: the Steelers defense looked her- just horrendous. They were up twenty-seven to three or twenty-four to three in the first half, and then just collapsed and let Cl- Cleveland looked like the Broncos against them in the second half. They just moved the ball. At Will Terrence West ran all over the defensive line. They threw against them. So Steelers D needs to get kind of rolling if they're going to have any. Uh, chance to be a playoff team this year my thoughts uh for the over under the vegas guys said it two and a half 44 and a half. baltimore i think they'll rally i really do think they'll rally around this ray rice team they lost at home last week they cannot afford to go zero and two i'm going to take baltimore minus the two and a half and i'm going to go over the total i think both defenses are struggling right now uh flat look for flacco to have a great game and roethlisberger to have a super game against that ravens d baltimore minus two and a half over 44 and a half I like it. Next up, buddy, we're going to travel to the Buffalo Bills, the surprising one O Buffalo Bills. Last week they beat the New England Patriots in a big surprise win. Uh, they'll be playing host to the Dolphins. Let's get some stats from the game last week. The Bills – uh, EJ Manuel, one seventy-three and a touchdown cannot start him in any format fantasy-wise. He is probably down the bottom three fantasy quarterbacks in my book. Um, even though he got the win fantasy-wise, if you started him, you took an L. We've got rushing the ball, Fred Jackson, seven for sixty-one, Mister Consistent. CJ Spiller did have a touchdown in this game, but Fred Jackson really ran the when they needed. The yards, they gave it to Fred Jackson. And gave the best stiff arm of the week. He did. What a run that was. <laughs> what a run. C.J. Spiller fans, don't give up on him yet. They're just going to try to intricate or, or put him into the offense. Maybe not as much as a rusher, but more of a pass catcher. I think he actually got 11 carries to Fred Jackson, seven. Fred Jackson just made the most of it. Robert Woods, we mentioned him earlier, the number one receiver in Buffalo for this game. Four receptions for 78 yards. Buffalo beat the Patriots. What a game. What I'm sorry. They beat the Chicago Bears on the road. What a game. The Dolphins, who the Bills will be playing host to, they beat the Patriots. Tannehill, 178 and two touchdowns. No Sean Marino does it again. 24 carries, 134 yards, and a touchdown. He would not be stopped. Do you see yeah, him? He would get hit three times. Keep going. Keep going. Man, I really like this. No, Sean Marino got him on my bench in two of my leagues. He will be a starter next week for sure. Mike Wallace through the air, seven receptions, eighty-one yards, and a touchdown. Right now, Vegas has the number set Miami as a road dog. I'm sorry, road favorite. They are favored by one over under forty-three. John Mark, give me some give me some fantasy tidbits here about possibly Sammy Watkins. Anything you think Sammy a pretty rough outing for his rookie game? You think he's got anything? I think, would you if, uh,
2: I think if Manuel can give him the ball, he's yeah. going to be nasty. But, but would you all,
1: start him? Would you? Is he worth a start as a
2: in flex? In the flex, if anything, in the flex. I mean, it all depends on your bench, but uh, I think he could be, definitely be a good starter in the flex.
1: Yeah, uh, at at this moment, let's say Marino is on your team and you've got Watkins on your team and you're running back one and two is set, wide receiver one and two is set. Who would you put in the flex first, Watkins Mar- or Marino? Marino right now. No he question. Proven right? last year, he's he's still hungry. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, but I think Mike Wallace is going to have another big game. Uh They looked at him more. Like this year it seemed like Tannehill was gave him more looks last year like Mike Wallace was kind of Brian Something Hartline cool. yeah. and other people like that. Right, right, right. I don't Wallace's think look.
2: Hartline's going to get the looks this year. Wallace is really talented, so uh, I think he's going to get some good looks. And Tannehill's gotten a little bit more mature. I think uh, definitely Dolphins win this game
1: by a touchdown. I like it, too. The li- line, as we mentioned, Miami minus one over under 43. I like Miami to win on the road, too. And just a one quick point, the hitman's got a fact for you. Charles Clay is the tight end for the Dolphins. I drafted him. He was drafted in many leagues late as your tight end one. Bill Belichick figured out a system. He was worried about Charles Clay. He was more worried about Charles Clay hurting the New England defense than he was Mike Wallace. They double teamed Charles Clay. The mm-hmm. whole game. All so, right. fantasy fans, if you drafted Clay, don't get too down on him oh, because yeah. they double teamed him. Next week against the Bills, look for this dude to have a come out party. Look for Charles <laughs> Clay to really play well. So, I'm also on the Dolphins, and I'm going to lean a little under the total 43. All right, Bo. Next game, heading to the our capital city, Washington D.C., where the zero and one Redskins host the zero and one Jaguars. Did you watch the Redskins last week, any John Martin? Yeah, I watched a little bit of them. They played the Houston Texans in RG three in the first half. Guess what his average completion yardage was? You know, typically it's going to be eight yards completion or six. His his average completion yardage was. I'm going to guess three. Point zero eight. Wow. Which means he was throwing it like sideways. Right. You know? And <laughs> if you watched possible. them, that's a lot of their offense. They refused to kind of go down the field. Right. Because they don't have Deshaun Jackson anymore. Now Washington has Deshaun Jackson. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, was, I was thinking the Eagles. Yeah. Washington has Deshaun Jackson. He came from the Eagles, but I watched the first half and it was like RG3 would drop back and granted Houston's pass rush was ferocious. Right. Just coming in. And so RG3 would kind of just throw it To the running backs on the outside is really all he was putting the ball. Right. So .08 pass per completion, that's what their average was. Is that a record? It's got to (laughs) be. I mean, that's – just pathetic. Anyway, they're going to play host to the Jaguars. We mentioned earlier, Jaguars put up a really good fight against Philly, up 17-0, then just throw it away 34-17. Let's give you some stats from last week. RG3, decent fantasy numbers, 267 yards but zero touchdowns. Alfred Morris, 14 carries for 91 yards, ran really hard, almost got a touchdown but fumbled right near the end zone. And um, yeah, tight end. Guys probably were thinking, if we're talking about Washington, Jordan Reed is the tight end. Jordan Reed goes down with an injury. They bring another fella in by the last name of Paul. He goes four receptions for 86 yards. Washington's offense, just anemic. They, uh, as we mentioned, play host the Jaguars. Jaguars, Chad Henney, 266 and two touchdowns. Started the game off really good. Slowed down second half. Toby Gerhardt, the white knight, 18 for 42, but he goes down with an ankle injury. And uh, – This Hearns fella, four for 110 and two touchdowns. John Mark, right now, Washington, minus five-and-a-half point favorite over under 43-and-a-half. Anything coming out of D.C. worth even watching?
2: Uh, This is not even a – they shouldn't even televise this game, I don't think. I mean, it's going to be boring as all get out, but, heck, it could be a shootout, man. (laughs) Uh, I'd maybe go under the total, and I'd say Washington – Covers,
1: Yeah, but anybody that you like fantasy-wise, like Pierre Garcon got <laughs> targeted a lot of times, only had about 70, 70 yards, 77 yards. Deshaun Jackson targeted as well, but it just seemed like RG3 did not have the time to get it to him against this Jaguars defensive line. Maybe RG3 has more time. Maybe this is, maybe this is his game to show.
2: Well, you got to see uh, the Eagles actually put it on him the second half, so I think Washington's kind of going to watch that film a little bit and see mm-hmm. what they did right. So uh, I think we'll see some downfield passes, and uh, those two targets will get a lot of
1: looks. I agree. I like the Redskins in this game as well to cover the number and actually win. Consider I think maybe by about ten. Also to go over the total forty-three and a half. Look for RG three to have a good fantasy day as long as he stays healthy. He just needs to kind of he, he looks so little and so frail out there. It looks like he could break in half. So they need to give the offensive line needs to give RG three a little bit more time. Let him give. Let him get it to the receivers, Pierre Garcon and Deshaun Jackson. RG3, I'm predicting two touchdowns for him next week and a win. All right, Bo, next up, 1 o'clock, we're going to Tennessee. Tennessee Titans 1-0 host the Dallas Cowboys. Let's talk just a second about Dallas. Did you watch the game against San Francisco? Awful. Four turnovers and maybe, I don't know if it was the first quarter, at least the first half for sure.
2: Was that the most unconfident Romo you've ever seen on a sideline looking at papers? I'm worried about Romo. I'm worried about his head. It doesn't look right, does he? He just doesn't look like – People are out to get him, too. I mean, he is just – he knows it's happening. Yeah. I think he kind of looked like uh, Eli a little bit. Yeah. Both looked a little jacked up. Like they don't even really want to be
1: there anymore. Absolutely. Some numbers from the Cowboys. Romo, uh, 37 attempts, 23 completions, 281 and a touchdown. DeMarco Murray looked pretty good. Looks solid running against that San Francisco D-line, who's supposedly pretty good. 22 carries for a buck, 18, and a touchdown. Des Bryant, kind of like a no show. He got hurt early in the game. I didn't even see Terrence Williams. He had a call a ball or two, but not very much going on for I the think Dallas Pass. He saw a touchdown at one point, did he not? He may have. He may have. I don't see his stat up here, but uh, their number one uh, receiver was Harris with one reception for 56 yards. So not much really happening in that passing game for Dallas. On the other hand, Tennessee, they look great. They played the Chiefs. Their defense looks rock solid. Uh, Jake Locker, 33 for 266 and two scores. Sean Green. Got the bulk of the carries, 15 for 71. Where's Bishop Sankey? Oh, he's gone. He didn't have one carry
2: in the first half. You know, I've been listening to a lot of other shows today, and they've been talking about Bishop Sankey like, why would you even draft him in the mm. first place? But on all the polls, he was kind of up there on the list. If you drafted him,
1: though, please don't rush and drop no, him. No, he's going to be around. That. Yeah, if you drafted him. Sean Green ain't going to be around all season. Exactly. So, y'all hold on to Bishop Sankey. I mean, he's not. he might not be ready to start now in your lineup, but – Hold on to him. Maybe in a couple of weeks, you can throw him. Right let
2: in me there. ask you a question. Shoot. So uh, we got the Witten situation. I've I've got him again, and he has never done good on a team. He's never the guy that catches touchdowns. Do you go ahead and
1: drop a Witten? Depends on who, who, like what other tight ends would be out there. You well, know.
2: you got the guy from um, uh, the Colts, Allen, Dwayne Allen, Dwayne Allen, and you got Martellus Bennett, right? So, I mean, do you take a Bennett over a Witten right now if your 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 bench isn't that strong? Because you don't want to stack your bench with tight ends.
1: Sure. You, typically, you just only have one tight end on your team. Right. So, I would, just like you mentioned about the other one, the pass them or pick them earlier, one of these guys, I'd give it one more week, man. Let's see if they – they're coming off a real bad week. So, next week and this week in practice, they're going to hopefully refocus. And Witten should be a part of that offense. If it doesn't happen in week two – Might be time to cut back.
2: Yeah, I can't sit on the Witten train anymore. No.
1: Um, Real quick before we get away from this game, Tennessee's leading receiver, it was uh, that Justin Hunter kid, three for 63. Kendall Wright a little quiet. I think he may have got a score. I'm not – I can't remember exactly, but – uh, Justin Hunter was the big receiver with three for 63. Vegas got the number set. Tennessee a three-and-a-half-point favorite over under 49 against these Cowboys. I'm telling you, if Cowboys would have been more competitive in this game, I guarantee you this game would have been more like a pick em. But with what happened last week, Tennessee three-and-a-half-point favorite, 49. What do you think, John Mark?
2: I think Tennessee covers. Uh, we're going to probably go over the total. I think Cowboys are going to come out swinging with some points.
1: Yeah, I like the Cowboys actually to cover this number. Maybe not the outright win, but that three and a half, maybe just that hook right there gets it for the Cowboys. I think the Titans win by three. I'm going over the total, too, at like 52 points. So it'll be a close one. But Cowboys plus the three and a half, 49. Over.
0: We'll get back to your show in a moment. Just a reminder, you're listening to The Mesh. An online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Find out more at TheMesh.tv and give us feedback on what you like. And now, as promised, back to your show.
1: Jeez, did you watch the Giants <laughs> play last night? Worst team in the league. They looked Pitiful. Yeah, they're they're sad to look. They're yeah. sad to watch. Their defense got shelled. Their, the defense was supposed to be the strong point of the team. Eli looked like he might as well retire. <laughs> yeah. Did you feel that way? It kind of looked like he
2: had this uh, air to him that's kind of like – I'll never be my brother, and I really just don't care anymore.
1: But he's got two rings. Peyton only got one. That's true. Yeah. So, this game we're talking about last night was the Giants versus the Detroit Lions. Next week, the Giants play host to the Cardinals, who had an impressive showing against the Chargers. Some stats for the Giants last week. Eli, 18 for 33, a buck 63 and a touchdown. It just feels like he's lost something, guys. I don't know what it is. I can't pinpoint it. Maybe it's his confidence. Uh, something's just not working in Eli's head. On the ground, Rashad Jennings ran hard, 16 for 46 and a touchdown. Um, and then this this tight end, I noticed his last name is Donnell. I've never, I don't know who this guy was. He was undrafted, and actually nobody even knew this dude was going to start in this game. Caught five balls for 56 yards and a touchdown. Giants playing host to the Cardinals. Cardinals beat the. Uh, San Diego Chargers, as we mentioned. Carson Palmer, 304 yards, two touchdowns, although those two touchdowns came late in the game. Did you stay up and watch this game? I did not. Yeah. I went to
2: bed after the first quarter.
1: Yeah, I made it to almost the half – half and that was it for me um Ellington the uh sophomore sensation everybody drafted him early 13 carries for 53 guess what after the game he was in a walking boot that's no good walking boot for Ellington y'all yeah be worried that's another
2: about one it. of Addison's guys on the bench he he's already getting bitten by one of
1: the bugs mm, go ahead Ed Ellington <laughs> I think it's this injury to his foot it's that a uh, plantar friend whatever you know fasciitis, fasciitis will bother him all year It would be tough to own Ellington. It would be tough to depend on him, I guess. Right. Uh, Michael Floyd, my sleeper wide receiver of the year. Great, great selection. Five receptions, 119. John Mark, Cardinals, Giants, Arizona, a one-point favorite at the Giants over under 44.
2: Arizona's going to win by about two touchdowns. And I'd say under the over under.
1: Carson Palmer, would he be a start for you right now against that Giants D? You saw what Stafford did to light him up last, last night. Do you think, uh, I think Palmer can do that's it?
2: That's actually a pretty good pretty good call there.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, he could definitely be a number one starter this this week. Would you start Palmer at the Giants or would you start Brady against the Vikings D on, on the road? Palmer all day. Okay, I'm kind of liking Palmer in this uh, setup too. Guys, Arizona minus one over under 44. I agree, John Mark Cole. Hardly Arizona by two touchdowns. Look for uh, Michael Floyd to continue his tear. Carson Palmer's looking to give him the ball a lot. Fitzgerald didn't even have that many targets at him last night. I mean, Floyd looked like the number one receiver there. I think that will continue to happen in Arizona as well. Giants that if you got Rashad Jennings, you might start him. Victor Cruz kind of a no show. There's just not really many people to start for the Giants team. And you Arizona, know what? For all Arizona,
2: day. they got the one of the better secondaries I've seen out there. It's so solid. I, how what's the over under on Manning's
1: interceptions this week? Last night the over under for Manning's interceptions was one. It was only one. And he got boom, he, he threw two psh, psh, right. in the second half. So if that's a bet on the board, if you got your bookie willing to take some action like that, <laughs> yeah, right. over the interceptions all day long. For sure. Take it to the bank. Next up, Patriots, losers of last week's game against the Dolphins, will be traveling to Minnesota. A surprise winner, 1-0 Minnesota Vikings. Vikings last week beat the Rams. Pretty great, great start for the Vikings offense. Um, Matt Castle, 170 for two touchdowns. Cordarrelle Patterson looking to break out. Boy, does he. Three carries, 102 yards, and a touchdown. Awesome. Greg Jennings, the number one receiver right there for the Vikings last game, six for 58 and a touchdown. That's a great start. They destroy the Rams. The Patriots on the other, se- other side, ooh, tough start. 29 for 56 for Brady, 249 in the touchdown. They started out so solid, and it looks like they ran out of gas. They played in Miami. You got the heat. You got the strip clubs. You know, we talked about it oh, last and week.
2: they all got hoes brought to their, their rooms, so Man, you know what happened.
1: Exactly. It will wear you out. <laughs> That's what John Mark told me. They will wear you out. Shane Vereen, 7 for 36 in the touchdown. And uh, Julian Edelman, 6 receptions, 95 yards. He got his 95 yards. Basically, in the first probably 14 minutes of the game, second half, shut out, nothing. Right now, Vikings, three and a half. Oh, I'm sorry. The Vikings, New England's a three and a half point favorite over under 49. Can the Patriots bounce back from that beating last weekend?
2: I think uh, the Patriots definitely can bounce back, but I'm feeling the Vikings are going to win this game. I mean, people are putting the Patriots in the Super Bowl before the season even started. I mean, they're getting old. Yeah. I mean, they are not a young, young Pat team anymore. That was 10 years ago they mm-hmm. won their last one. So uh, I'm going Vikings and uh, let's go over.
1: Yeah, I think the overstreet will continue for the Vikings and the Patriots who will hit that over 49. I like the Vikings to cover this number at home too, plus three and a half. Two interesting names that we did not call out in our review here are Adrian Peterson. He had an okay game for Adrian Peterson, but not the standout games we're accustomed to. And Gronk, Gronk got his touchdown, but kind kind of disappeared. It seemed after he got that first touchdown. Is that how you felt?
2: Yeah, I definitely see that. I mean, they're like, they're giving him limited touches. Yes, so exactly. I, I think he'll come on strong soon. But you got to look at uh, the way that Miami ran all over New England last week. Adrian Peterson gets a chance to run on him like that? Oh, it could be a 200-yard game.
1: Yeah, so must-start Adrian Peterson, obviously. And Cordarell Patterson is turning into your wide receiver, two or instant flex play every week. you got to put him in there. This guy is a touchdown waiting to happen. We like the Vikings, and we like the over 49. All right, we'll stay at the one o'clock game. The Cleveland Browns play host to the San- uh, New Orleans Saints. The Browns last week started off slow, but really came on, had a chance to beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, Hoyer, 19 for 31, 230, and a touchdown. As we mentioned before, Terrence West, 100 yards on the ground, and Andre Hawkins 87 through the air. On the other side, the New England Saints, I'm sorry, New Orleans Saints lose to the Atlanta Falcons. Breeze 42. 42- 29 for 42 and 3, 33 and a touch. Mark Ingram, we called it on this show. Could it be a sleeper running back? And guess what? Two touchdowns on the ground, ran very, very hard. He looked like the running back that they give the ball to in the fourth quarter. When the defenses wore out, he'll punch it in. Marcus Colston, five for 110. Right now, Vegas, six-and-a-half point favorite for New Orleans on the road, over under 48.
2: I'm sticking with the Saints on this. I think we're going to win by a couple touchdowns uh drew Brees after a loss with colston fumbling these guys are pissed i think they wanted to have an undefeated season type year and uh i i definitely start ingram if you can you've got pierre thomas on one team right i do he had a lot of ppr uh so he pulled his points he pulled about 13 points did he really 12 points
1: so you could really and this on the saints team start pierre thomas you could put ingram on a as your flex, I think he's going to get a touchdown a game. I really right. do. He's going to get all the goal line carries. I think you could probably start. What about the rookie? Robinson? No, I'm not running backs. Oh, you're receivers. talking about Cooks.
2: Oh, Cooks is amazing. He's a flex too, right? That guy's start. an automatic start. I automatic mean, he's a, he's your one or two receiver already. And what about Colson Is he an automatic start? Yeah, Colson still gives me a little you know shivers on that guy.
1: but Yeah, I got a little uh, worried about him too.
2: You know. So he had a it. great game, but I've had him a
1: couple seasons, and he's on and off. So, on the Saints team, you got Bree start, you could have Ingram start, you could have Cook start, you could have Pierre Thomas start and Colson start. You have five starters on the – or five guys if on the If you're ever hurting
2: starter. that bad, you could put that Robinson guy in your flex.
1: You could. <laughs> you could. You never know who's going to get the right. – get all those touchdowns down there. Um I agree with you, man. I think the actually Browns will keep it a little bit closer. I do have the Saints winning this game and probably by a touchdown, so I'll lean the Saints over this or minus the six and a half, and I'm going to go over the 48. The Saints can seem like they could score on anybody. All right, dude, let's go to the one o'clock game here in Cincinnati. The Bengals play host to the Atlanta Falcons last week for the Bengals. They beat the Ravens ae andy dalton third 25 for 38 301 and a touchdown giovanni bernard got the boatload of the carries 14 of them for 48 yards no real big play by giovanni bernard but they're giving him the touches the other rookie there he only got four carries so that's a good sign for bernard owners a.j green does what a.j green does six for 131 and a touchdown very impressive on the other side for the falcons man Did anybody have a better game than Matt Ryan on Sunday?
2: He was phenomenal to watch, wasn't he?
1: Number one fantasy quarterback. Matt Ryan is back. He really is. Number one fantasy quarterback in fantasy football last week. 448 yards, three touchdowns. He was wonderful. Julio Jones does what he does, 116, no touchdowns. Could have got one but fumbled right at the goal line probably in the first quarter, I think it was. And uh, on the ground, Steven Jackson got 12 carries for 52. Anything surprise you from last week's game, the running back-wise for Atlanta? Because we didn't really get to see much of Devontae Freeman.
2: Jacquez Rogers was the one who surprised me. That guy got yeah. some touches that did. I didn't see coming and made some great runs, too, and catches. Uh, he had a touchdown. And... Uh, you know, I don't think you take uh, Devontae Ed, uh, Evans – Freeman. No, Freeman, I'm sorry, off your bench. I mean, keep him on there. Let it, He's going he's gonna to get good. Because Steven Jackson's going to wear out. Jackson's going to wear out. Yeah. He's going to get tired, or he's just not going to get the touches. So, yep. I think they're splitting that three ways kind of like New Orleans. Yeah, it um, looks like it. They're a lot like a New
1: Orleans threat where you could start about five of them guys. Yep. Uh, Roddy White, so glad to have him back there for Atlanta because, I mean, you saw him the, last year. He was hurt, just didn't have the explosiveness – He played great, too. So Julio on one side, Roddy on the other. Matt Ryan's got to be
2: three. Now, here's the buzz name there, Devin Hester. Yes. What about Devin? Is he going to be a threat this year to be a a number three
1: receiver? I don't think you can count on him. You know, um, he played great on Sunday. Matt Ryan Ryan looked to him several times. Oh, yeah. But I I just don't know if you can count on Devin Hester. Keep your – just watch him. He'll be on our waiver wire watch list. Right. You know, if he continues to improve, maybe you can pick him up. Uh, Vegas has the number for this game, Cincinnati minus five over under 48. So, the Bengals are a favorite at home. What do you think, John Mark? I'm
2: thinking Falcons are going to take this thing. I like it. I'd
1: take the bet – over the uh, 48, and Falcons to win. I love the over the 48, but Matt Ryan on grass and outside tends to slow down. Forgot about the away game. Down. You know, he's not as good on the road. I'm going to take the Bengals at home, but I do like over under 48. I think there will be a lot of points scored. Next up, Panther fans, here we go. 1-0. and 0. Where's your growl? <laughs> That's pretty good right there. Uh, they will play host to the Detroit Lions coming off their win as well. Last week, Panthers. Uh, playing against those Tampa Bay Bucks, Derrick Anderson held his own. Nothing impressive, overly impressive, but solid and consistent. Didn't make the big errors. The old man did his job. Did his job. That's what he gets paid for. 230 yards and two touchdowns on the ground. D'Angelo, 14 for 72. Solid, very solid. And Kelvin Benjamin, the rookie. God, look ferocious out there. Six for 92 and a touchdown. (laughs) What a player this guy's going to be. On the other side for the Lions, I mean, if you saw it, First half, you knew it was over. Matt Stafford, 346 and two touchdowns. Megatron, whoa, 164. I mean, two touchdowns. First half, boom, boom. Probably – Could have had another one or two. And just at the last second, the uh, New York Giants dudes knocked it out of his hands. But great, great game by Stafford and uh, uh, Megatron. And on the ground, Jaquez Bell, right? 15 for 51 and a touchdown. He ran hard. Actually, he got – Reggie Bush got some carries, but it seemed like Bell got more. We need to see how many touches Bell got compared to Jaquez. I think
2: Bell might have got more in the backfield, but –
1: Reggie caught more. Reggie
2: caught more for PPR.
1: Yeah, right on. So, right now, buddy, Carolina fans, first game at home this year. They're a two-and-a-half-point favorite over under 44.
2: Who's playing quarterback? Is Cam back?
1: I think Cam is supposed to play, but just it might be a game-time decision again. Uh, I might like Anderson to play. <laughs> yeah, not as I mean, me. he was kind of picking apart that uh, defense. And he and values uh, the ball. It seems like he hasn't uh, turned it over as I much. I
2: think uh, I'm going to go under the 44. It will probably be a lot of Lions points. I don't think Pan- I don't see
1: Panthers winning this. You got the Lions to win this game? Yep. Man, I'm going to agree with you too, dude. Lions, uh, they've got a little bit more offense than Tampa Bay did, you know. And so, I know the Carolinas defense played great last week, but they didn't see an offense like Detroit's. I think Detroit might get this one on the road as well. I'm going to lean under the total, 44. Panthers keep this game really close, maybe a little bit. I'm, I'm going to say 24 24 17, Lions get it done on the road.
2: If the Panthers win this one, I'm going to stop betting against them, though. I'm I'm (laughs) off the dang train. Off the train,
1: yeah. (laughs) Uh, Oh, real quick before we leave that, Golden Tate had a pretty nice game. It seemed like Stafford was targeting him, I think maybe about ten targets. Golden Tate, potential flex player. Oh, yeah. I'd I'd wait him out a little bit longer, but I think he's going to get a lot of targets this year. Yeah, because Calvin Johnson will start to see the double team more and more often. Golden Tate right there to take up those looks. Next game, this is our first four o'clock game. We're going to Tampa Bay where the Buccaneers host the Rams. Woo, Rams looked Terrible. Buccaneers didn't look much better. Last week for the Buccaneers, Josh McCown, he was supposed to be the savior. Actually, what does he save? Nothing. He gives them a (laughs) loss. 183 and two touchdowns. Both of those touchdowns coming way late. Uh, Dude, number one ball carrier, Lane, one for 54, Dougie Fresh, Martin. Again, Again. don't draft him. Just do not draft that guy. I just read on our injury report line here that – Something is wrong with his leg. They won't announce what it is. But he was good enough to come in, but the coach decided not to put him in and let Bobby Rainey run the ball. So, dude, already looking bad for Dougie Fresh owners out there.
2: Sorry for you fellows. Yeah.
1: Uh, on the other side, Mike Evans, you know, the rookie receiver. I think he caught a couple balls, but the biggest receiver, um the best pass catcher last week was Brandon Myers, six for 41. So, Vincent Jackson owners and Mike Evans owners, not too happy. On the other side for the Rams, I don't even know who this quarterback is. Davis, Sean Hill started. He gets benched for this guy third, named Davis. Third, third, third quarterback. 192 on the ground. Zach Stacy, 11 for 43. And Brian Quick, the Appalachian State fellow, seven for 99. They scored three points in that game last week. Horrendous. Tampa Bay, five-and-a-half point favorite this week over under 37.
2: I think Tampa Bay beats the crap out of them. Uh, they're going to come out strong. they got a better offense. Uh, I say it goes over, over the 37.
1: All right, I'm going to take Tampa Bay, two on the road. Until the Rams prove that they can do anything on offense, you've got to take whoever's playing them. I'm going to lean under this total, though, 37. The Rams might not even score three. They played at home against the Vikings and only got three. Now they're on the road against the Bucks. Bucks defense is a lot better. I'm going Tampa Bay minus the five and a half under the 37. Four o'clock. Let's stay right here. Should be a doozy in San Diego. San Diego Chargers play host to the Seahawks. Guys, y'all watched it Thursday night. The Seahawks put a beat down on the Green Bay Packers. Russell Wilson looked like one of the top three quarterbacks in the league. 191 for two touchdowns. Not wonderful fantasy numbers, but if you watch the game and are a fan of NFL football, you got to like this, dude. Marshawn Lynch, 20 carries for 110 and two touchdowns. If there's a letdown, we didn't see it on Thursday. He looked like beast mode. Percy Harvin, everybody glad to have him back. Seven for 59, ran the ball tremendously as well. Just a great flex play if you got him. Chargers, last night, here's some uh, numbers you already mentioned about Phillip. 21 for 36, 238 and a touchdown, but what was missing for Phillip? Was it just Arizona secondary?
2: Oh, yeah. I think it was Arizona secondary, but playing Seattle this weekend. So, I mean, (laughs) I don't start him if you don't have to. Yeah, don't get much better But, uh, yeah, he just didn't look like he was in rhythm at all. Kind of looked like he was hesitant to throw the ball or uh, he was audible in a lot of plays. Mm -hmm. So, I think he's going to have some trouble. But it is at home, Mm -hmm. so at least he's not there at Seattle.
1: Yeah, rushing-wise for San Diego Chargers. Ryan Matthews looked good on the ground, ran it hard, 12 carries for 40 yards and a touchdown. Also, he caught a couple nice plays out of the backfield. I've got Matthews in one of my leagues, very, very worried about Donald Brown and Danny Woodhead taking some of his stuff. They didn't really give them the ball much, man. he got his runs. Yeah, he got his carries. Antonio Gates, the old man, continues to excel, 6 for 81, no touchdowns. Next week – I'm sorry, this week, Vegas has the number, Seattle minus 6 on the road over under 45. I
2: think Seattle covers it. I think they're going to do great, and I think it's going to be under the over-under.
1: I agree with you, man. I'm going Seattle minus the six under the 45. Uh, Both defenses, the Chargers defense impressed me last night too. They're a much improved and younger defense. I think Chargers will have a heavy dose, give the ball to Ryan Matthews as much as they can. I know Seattle's defensive line is tough, but their secondary is tougher. So run Ryan Matthews, and you know we'll see a ton of Marshawn Lynch and Percy Harvin. I think Seattle minus six is the way to go. 425, just a couple games left here. The Houston Texans travel to the Oakland Raiders. The Raiders start off, and we're competitive against the Jets, but not quite enough offense to get it done. On the other side, Houston Texans, their defense shut down the Redskins. Let's talk about the Raiders real quick. Uh, The rookie, David Carr, or is it Derek Carr? Derek Carr. Derek Carr. Yeah, 151 for two touchdowns. Darren McFadden, four for 15. I've got MJD. I started, that dude got like seven yards. Oh, yeah, Why would right. I ever start MJD? I would never start you. I thought again, I MJD. told you last week on the show. I, but I didn't know. I had D'Angelo or Terrence West or MJD. Right. So, I mean, I got nothing running back wise. So.
2: Terrence West would have done you good. I know. D'Angelo
1: Rod would have been a good number two. Well, Terrence West is starting this week for MJD. Faux show. Faux show. Rod or five for 46 in a touchdown. On the other side, Houston Texans. Didn't score too many points, but Ryan Fitzpatrick, actually, 206 in a touchdown. Just don't turn the ball over, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Let your defense. Play well, and the Texans will stay in many games. Arian Foster on the ground, 27 runs for a buck three. The guy Silent. ain't hurt. He's Silent. back. Yeah, l- I got him late second round so happy. I oh, got that's
2: a fantastic
1: guy. And Andre, six for 93. Good start for Andre. Very, very nice. Houston right now on the road is minus three point favorite over under 39.
2: Uh, Houston's going to beat them by at least two touchdowns on the over.
1: Can't depend on Derek Carr to really take the Raiders to too many places, especially against that Houston defense. I like Houston minus the three. I'm going to lean a little under the 39 too. Raiders have a hard time scoring. Texans actually kind of a hard time scoring too. So let's lean under the 39. All right, buddy. We ain't stopping. We rolling. 425. The Packers off their loss last week played host to the Jets who got their first win. Aaron Rodgers looked human. 23 for 33, just a buck 89 in the touchdown. But guess what? They played Seattle's D. Anybody can look human against that team. James Stark 7 for 37. Keep your eyes on Eddie Lacy. I know you guys need to start him, but you got to make sure he's healthy they got. He's got to pass the concussion test first. Keep your eye on the injury report. Jordy Nelson targeted 18 times, comes down with 9 receptions for 83 yards. Aaron Rodgers looks for Jordy Nelson. It's just plain as day. That's who he. That's his man. That's who he's going to go to. On the other side for the Jets, Geno Smith, two twenty one in a touchdown. In real deep leagues, if you got to have a quarterback and you're desperate as heck, Geno, you might put in there. But actually, what am I saying? Just scrap Geno. <laughs> what do you just thinking? get him out of <laughs> here? Chris Ivory, ten for a buck 2 and a touchdown. Great game by Chris Ivory, and even Chris Johnson had a nice game. Um, Eric Decker, reception-wise, 5 for 74. Right now, John Mark, Packers, Green Bay, eight-and-a-half point favorites at home over under 46.
2: Uh, I think Green Bay is going to cover the eight-and-a-half, and and, uh, I go under the 46.
1: Me too, like them both. One thing I will ask you, can you – I I look for Eric Decker to have an okay game in this game, okay? Green Bay secondary, not, not great. And so, Geno Smith, not too many weapons. Eric Decker is their only one. I think Eric Decker has a nice game. If between Chris Ivory and Chris Johnson, if you only could start one of them in your flex spot, who would you play?
2: Probably Johnson. Uh, Ivory had that one big carry that was a touchdown. That's where he got his bulk. So, i go with Johnson.
1: And last but not least, are we worried at all about Randall Cobb? I mean, not too many fantasy points last week. Not bad. he got a
2: touchdown, though.
1: Yeah, he got a touchdown. He's but-
2: going to get his looks for touchdowns just like Nelson. So, yeah. I think uh, Nelson's obviously the number one, but – Cobb's going to
1: have a big year. Yeah. Green Bay minus eight and a half, and we're going to lean under the 46. Staying at 425 games, the Broncos play host to the Chiefs. Broncos look great in the first half against the Colts. Colts come back, but Broncos get the win. The Chiefs on the other side looked horrendous. Uh, Where's Jamal Charles? Give the ball to Jamal Charles. What happened there?
2: Come on. It's like a different coach, different everything.
1: Uh, Andy Reid, after the game, they interviewed him and said, so why did Charles only get seven touches and four through the – seven on the ground and four through the air? He was like, the game plan got away from me. If you got Jamal Charles on your team, this should never get away from you. Never. You give him the ball 60% of the time if you have to. That's right. Come on, Andy Reid. Uh, stats last week, Alex Smith, 202 and a touchdown. Was that your first – come on, man. Oh man. And Donald Avery, seven for 84 with Dwayne Bowe being out. Alex Smith – Alex Smith threw like four or five deep balls to Avery. He didn't come down with any, didn't come down with any of them. But they threw it deep to Avery a lot. I don't know if that's a new part of their offense, but dude, that's give the it part, to that's Charles. the part they got away from. Yeah, it <laughs> must have, it's horrendous. On the other side, Peyton gets his numbers: two sixty nine and three touchdowns. But he looked. A little human in the second half, the too. second half, First yeah. half, he looked great. Sure. Second half, Whoo, it's a different Peyton. Maybe he got tired. I don't know. Monte Ball on the ground, 67 for a touchdown. And Demarius goes, no, that's Julius Thomas, 7 for 104 3. Julius Thomas caught three touchdowns? Three
2: touchdowns in the first half.
1: Holy cow. Yeah, he was phenomenal. That's awesome. Very good. Denver, big, big favorite, 13-and-a-half, over-under, 52. I'd
2: take Denver still. They're, they could win by two touchdowns, and uh, i go under the over-under.
1: Man, we're agreeing on a lot of the stuff, but I completely – I'm with you here. Denver will get it done at home, and the 52, look for the Chiefs to run Jamal Charles. They're going to run Jamal Charles because they didn't do it last week to keep Peyton off the field. Right. I mean, total of the points will stay lower than uh, expected here. Let's go. Denver minus the 13 and a half over under 52. Two more games to go. We've got a Sunday night game. This is going to be a doozy. We've got Chicago Bears at the San Francisco 49ers. Last week for the Bears, they played the Bills. Should have got the home the win at home, but falter at the end. Cutler, 349 and two touchdowns, but Cutler throws the two picks. That's that's yeah, why they lose these games. That's Jay Cutler. Yeah, that is that's Jay Cutler. what he does. He does it every year. He it does. drives me nuts. Uh, Forte has a great, great game fantasy wise 70 carries for 82 yards and eight receptions for 87 yards. Alshon Jeffrey started like a monster, then goes out with a hamstring. Uh, Brandon Marshall got a touchdown, I believe. but He had a pretty good game. about solid. I think he had like
2: 10 receptions and yeah. 70-some yards. All
1: the receptive colors got 349. You know his offensive guys are getting it done. It's just the two turnovers. Call Martellus together. Bennett had a big day he as well. Did, man. That whole offense looked pretty good. Um, on the other side, the 49ers, they play the Dallas Cowboys. Kaepernick, 16 for 23, 201 and two touchdowns. Frank Gore, 66 yards on the ground. and Anquan Bolton, eight for 99. San Francisco, their defense looked solid. The offense really didn't have to do much because their defense did so well to start. You know, they scored a touchdown, then they got another interception, took it to the one. Um, I think this game's going to be closer than last week's d- demolition of the Dallas Cowboys. San Francisco minus seven over under forty eight and a half. John Mark,
2: I think uh, the Bears are going to stick around with them. Uh, I think I'd go with the the Bears to covering the seven, and let's go under that over.
1: All right, this will be the first one we disagree. i like in San Francisco at home. Uh, they just play better at home. They got their new digs over there in their new stadium. San Francisco minus seven looks like the play to me. It would be real close to that number, but I like the over-under in this game. Actually, look to, for this to be a shootout. Chicago's offense, awesome. San Francisco will get it going. They held their playbook close to the vest the second half because they didn't have to score. Let's see them unleash it on Sunday night at 830. San Francisco minus the seven, over 48 and a half. And last but not least, the Monday night special, the Indianapolis Colts play host to the Philadelphia Eagles. Colts put up a good fight against Denver, but just come up short. Andrew Luck, solid fantasy numbers, 35 for 53, 370 and two touchdowns. Trent Richardson on the ground, six carries for 20 yards. Trent, on your bench, does he stay on your bench? Do you put him in? What do you do with Trent Richardson right now, John Mark?
2: Bench him for the rest of the season. I mean, that guy last season was awful. Uh, Their backup is uh, old boy from. Who
1: is that guy? Uh, Ahmad Bradshaw. Bradshaw. Ahmad Bradshaw ran harder than Trent Richardson. He always runs hard.
2: They should have put him on the goal line stand a bunch of times. I like that, I I put him on the field. He's actually a good pickup off the wire as well. I think Bradshaw is going to get a lot more looks because Richardson's a chump. Yeah. Uh, But. I think uh, McCoy's getting a definite one or two touchdowns in this game. I think they need to prove to him, hey, we're going to give you the, the run to get some touchdowns as well. Um, but I think uh, Eagles.
1: Vegas got the number Indianapolis at minus home, minus three, three over under 53-and-a-half.
2: I'm going to go with uh, Colts winning this one at home. And uh, I go over 53-and-a-half.
1: Me too, man. Colts will get this job done at home, minus the three. I could see it being a great, great game and a shootout. I'm going over the total 53-and-a-half. Look for Dwayne Allen, the tight end at the Colts, to make a a statement in this game. Uh, And look on the other side, the the tight end from Philadelphia Eagles, Zach Ertz, look for him to make a splash as well. He played well last week too. So, anyway, a lot of points in this game. Should be a good one to wrap up the week. Monday night football, we're going Indianapolis minus the three. Over, under, 53-and-a-half. Let's go all the way over boom that's the fantasy 45 the fastest 45 seconds in fantasy football and uh double j if it's all right with you man i'm gonna thank our sponsor and we'll get the heck out of here you down perfect he gave me the thumbs up so ladies and gentlemen i'd like to thank our sponsor They are the Greater Hickory Kia Classic at Rock Barn Golf and Spa, Conover, North Carolina. This wonderful event will be held October 13th through the 19th. Get your tickets and info now at www.greaterhickorykiaclassic.com. Great place to be. John Mark, I don't know if you were at a great place to be this past weekend in Hickory, but all the stuff that was happening, wow, what a day. That was a uh, very cool car show you were at. That was a great, great car show. Thanks to Kit Cannon and Charlie Zagaroli and the Hickory Museum of Art who put the show together. I was fortunate enough to get the mic, got to talk to the wonderful car aficionados. We got to drink some cold beer, eat some good food. It was a fun Saturday. Following the event, uh, dude... If you haven't heard of this band, you've got to go check them out on YouTube or iTunes. Download it. They're called Red June. Okay? Red June. There's one song. It's called Light of Day. Just okay. do me a favor. Just go check it out. The dude that wrote it is from Hickory. His name's John Miller. He's a great musician. His wife is part of the band, and they've got another fella. His name's Will. I don't know his last name, but he plays the Dobro. <laughs> wow. We had front row after the event, just had a blast. So what a great weekend. And then the LR game was after that. Yeah, yeah you so. didn't have to get poured on by that big old storm. Yeah, dude. I heard, heard that storm pass right through. We were inside watching the concert, thank goodness. But a great weekend in Hickory. We're going to have another great weekend in Hickory this weekend as well with all the great college football and obviously the great NFL football ahead of us. If you've got one player out of all the games we talked about today, that would be your must start. Quarterback, running back, wide receiver. Tell me who you think that would be, John Mark. Jamal Charles, big week for him. Love it. On my side, I'm going to take AP against the New England Patriots defensive line. I think AP runs rampant over, over them. So it's going to be a lot of fun football-wise this week, guys. Addison, I don't know where you're at. I don't know if you're still at the beach. I mean, did you go to Tijuana? Are you Where are you, man? Call in here. We're worried sick. <laughs> we are worried sick about you. Anyway, Fantasy Fanatics, we'll look forward to talking to you next week. Peace. Later.
0: You've been listening to The Mesh